Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Paul Harvey. Paul is the host of the Life, Passion, and Business podcast and coaches others in how to move forward. Welcome, Paul. Thank you for joining us today. That's good. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Nice to be on on the other side of the microphone for a change. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> now all you have to do is show up and ask questions or answer questions. Uh, indeed, indeed, yes. I have done a little bit of preparation, so we are okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so to get us started, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I I was in corporate marketing a long, long time ago, and I abandoned it all and I moved to Scotland uh, seventeen years ago. And I was into a uh, digital marketer, so I did that for a while, quite a while. And over the last uh, three years, I've become a podcast host and a, a virtual event host. Oh, well, which is perfect for, especially for the last year, right? <laughs> well, that's kind of what kind of pushed it. Really, the virtual event thing started last year because it was like, yeah, I, it was funny. I had this incl- inclination that I wanted to do virtual events, sort of towards the end of 2019. And the software came up for offer at some silly price, so I bought it. And then, of course, COVID hit, and I thought, oh, that was fortuitous. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So talking about being in flow here. Mm, Absolutely. So uh, I I love that you have five questions that what everything is based off of. So let's let's dive into that. What are they, and, and why do we need to be able to answer them. Okay. So let's step back a little bit, first of all. Sure. So, so I, I'm, I'm a gentleman of a certain age. I am 57 years old. And uh-huh. when I, my father died in 2017, 2017, and he was an old man. He was nine, he was 89 years old and 50 weeks and he did not want to be 90. Oh. Um, so we had a party, not a party, we had a little gathering planned. And of course it ended up, it didn't happen because he died two weeks before it. But his death wasn't a surprise to me in many respects because I knew he wanted to leave. I knew he was fed up with it all. And when I started to think about that and about his journey, I realized that he had spent the last five years not wanting to be here and the previous 15 years really not living a life. And mm. then when I started to look at his life generally, I realized that he was a product of his history. I mean, I won't dive down all that. But what I recognized was there were very similar traits in his personality and in mine. And I got to a stage, probably midlife crisis, I had got to a stage where I was starting to go, what's it all for? Why am I here? Why bother? And I was getting very cynical. So my solution to that cynicism was, look, I, I need to get some input here. I need to start finding out some other stories about this because if I left on my own devices, I'm either going to do something stupid or run off with a younger woman or something, you know, because you know, it's like, what am I going to do in my life? It's like, there's something going on here. So, you know, I, I realized that one of my skills is speaking. I love speaking. I've done, done it for years and performing in my earlier life, singing. I've done all sorts of things around presentation and I was in Toastmasters for eight years or so. So speaking is something that comes natural to me. So, well, hang on a minute, let's do a podcast. I enjoy talking to people. Let's invite some people along and ask them some questions, how they do this thing called life. Mm-hmm. And that's how it kind of evolved. So the first question I had was passion. How do you stay passionate? Because that's the one thing that was missing out of my life. So my first question I ask every single person on the podcast is, where's your passion? How'd you get it? Have you ever lost it? 
Where, where does it come from? How do you keep it? And that is, I think, is a really valuable question. When we can ask ourselves or be, be, define our passion for ourselves, and it's not always that easy to define, to be honest. It, it, yeah. It's not something that just – you're not given your passion. It's not something you just get given as a gift. Well, it is, but it's not something that you'll get told about. You have to discover it for yourself. So that would actually be my question. Is there any tips for helping listeners to discover it for themselves? Um, it's different for everybody. And it's probably something that you've been doing for a long time in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it is a question of looking back over life and seeing what has resonated with you. And passions do change over time. It's not always going to be the same. And passion and purpose, those two things go very much, they're kind of like kissing cousins a little bit because (laughs) your purpose is something that you are kind of born with. And you don't, I mean, it's impossible not to be doing your purpose. And people will turn around and say to me, but I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm a dead end life. I'm doing this. I'm doing, well, actual fact, somewhere in there is you are meeting that purpose need without realizing it. Now, for me, my purpose seems to be moving people forward. Hmm. And that means anything. That that's a conversation in a in a in a line. That's a conversation a random person on the street. That's that's even telephone salespeople that give me a hard time. You know, I, I, anything. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's find a way of moving them forward in some way. Ask a question that makes them think. And I and the, and, and there are several ways this came out for me. One of them is that I was. I was asked by I was doing some coaching with a friend. We were doing some shared coaching. We were both in coach training, so we were doing some coach swapping. And I went to see her, and she's local here. And it was a year we had. It was two thousand and ten, and we had the biggest dump of snow I've ever seen in, in my life in this in this area. Uh, so no one was going anywhere. So I, I got there. I did. I managed to drive there somehow. And when I was talking to her, she said to me, "What's your purpose?" And I said to her, tip of my tongue, "Yeah, I, I move people forward." And I left her. Uh, house at the bottom of the hill about half an hour later and I got to the car park and there was a woman in her car physically stuck in the snow and I physically moved her car forward and it's like the universe gave me an instant reward an instant kind of message this is what you do you move people forward so as for passion my passion has always been speaking I I, I was always talking I was talking you know, I was always a chatterbox at school. I was always talking everywhere. So my passion has always been communication and speaking. And I think we've all got it somewhere. We all have some sort of passion that, that drives us without realizing it. Yeah. So I'll turn it back on you. What's your passion then? Oh, definitely. Uh, I'm the spark that ignites the fire. So <laughs> anything that I can ignite in others. Yeah. <laughs> You're another person that moves people forward in some yes. way. Yes. <laughs> Often by a bite in the butt, you know. <laughs> mm. So that's the first question. And then the, the second one came out of that relatively easy. Because bear in mind, I'm asking people how they did their lives. Yeah, you know, How do you make this bloody thing called life work? That's, that was my basic question. And so the first one has to be the energy, the drive behind it, the passion, the purpose. And then you can do that sort of stuff. And then suddenly you've got to work out why you're doing it. And how do you know you're doing it right? How do you measure that? So that's this success metric. I mean, you all have this idea of success means something. Yeah. Sadly, most people 
Well, we're all sold the success model when we grow up, when we're born. You know, our, our parents say to us, you know, eat your dinner, grow up strong, uh, study hard at school, um, you know, get your exams, do this, do this, get a good job, meet the right person, you know, buy the right – you know, so you have this society and family and social kind of thing which pre-programs us in terms of defining what success looks like. But it's an external success model. Yeah. And very often when people stick to that model, they end up at the top of the corporate ladder going, what the bloody hell did I get here? <laughs> yep. You know, it's like I've got, you know, I've got, I mean, the worst case that you see it in, in the city, you used to see it in, in banking where where people would get caught up in, in that situation. They'd end up with the trophy wife, no disrespects, but they'd end up with the trophy wife. They would end up with the big house, the kids in this, that, yeah. And suddenly they're recognizing they're sitting in a job in golden handcuffs and they can't leave it because they have, you know, it, it supports this thing that they've built that they hate. Yeah. You know, and, and the real point about it is, and all the guests that I bring on the podcast, they've all had a journey and they've all had to come to realize or work out what success meant for them and define it in their own way. Yeah. Break through that external and, and more of an internal focus on what success means. Success must, has to be something for yourself, a job well done. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean money. Now, I mean, early on in your career, it probably has to be money. You know, we have to build up a resource. We have to, we have to do that. There isn't always going to be a time when it is money. Money can't stay that measure for long. I mean, yeah, it makes you wonder, how, do, how does someone like, you know, Bill Gates and those sort of people, how do they measure success? Can't be cash anymore, can it? <laughs> yeah, you know, they, can't, they can't physically count their own cash. They just couldn't count it. <laughs> There's not enough time in the world to count the money they own. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm guessing, especially with people like Bill Gates, that leads us to question number three to bring their success and happiness. Yeah, well, that is definitely contribution, isn't it? So, yeah. so once you've got your purpose and once you've got your kind of like your measure, then there has to be this idea of contribution. What do you bring to the world? What do you bring to your family? What do you bring to your friends? What do you bring to the place? And contribution, I think, is one of the biggest things that we all have, really, because once you, once you get beyond yourself, it's then saying, okay, well, how can I give back somewhere? How can I do more than I am? And that's what the podcast grew into. It was interesting because the podcast was originally designed as therapy. It had no plan. There was no commercial plan for the podcast. It was literally just something I did on the side. Mm -hmm. But what I've realized over the last year or so is that the podcast is an extension of my moving people forward. That, yeah. is, my, that is my contribution. It's so neat how those are interrelated. It is, isn't it? That's what happens with your purpose and your power, your purpose. Your purpose happens regardless. It happens in everything that you do. You've almost got no choice but to, expre to express it in some way. Yeah, just hopefully a way that you're passionate about. <laughs> well, uh, and hopefully a way that's positive because the thing is, yes. the thing is, because I, I, and I'm not actually, I'm only thinking about this now because I've not actually spoken to her in this position, but I suspect someone who has a destructive life pattern is probably actually working out their purpose in some way. They're expressing their purpose in some way. I've not actually given any thought or looked at anyone to do that, but I think they probably are. Ooh, say more about that. Well, it's hard because I can't think of an ex an, a, a specific example. Um, 
Well, yeah, you, you can in a way. I mean, look at look at children of wealthy wealthy parents. The children of wealthy parents have a real challenge on their hands because they've got to somehow go into the world and express their purpose. But a lot of it's been a lot of their struggle, their their growth has been taken away from them because there's so much cash around that there's no there's there's nothing to push against. Mm. So they have to self-destruct in some way to then rebuild themselves so they can then find that purpose themselves. Hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you, it's a very common problem. And I, I, it's interesting. I did an event last year. Uh, I did a virtual event last year called, um, uh, what the hell was it called? Now it's suddenly gone out of my head. Spirituality. <laughs> That's right. It was about this idea that spirituality and the duality of living in that kind of spiritual world and, and walking in, in the path with both feet in both. And I was speaking to a woman who is a, uh, she's a professor, I think. She studies, she studies spirituality at that kind of level, but she's also an advisor to governments and the Pentagon as it happens. So she is like, you know, really right up there in the top. They're recognizing that as humans, we need some kind of spiritual connection. And that doesn't necessarily mean God. It means a connection with humanity and, and life around us. That's what their definition of it is. Yeah. Something greater than ourselves. And she was actually contracted by a very, very large um, wealth company, like you know, people that, that, that dealt with people in the multi, multi, multi-million kind of like pound um, investment house. And sh- she was asked to come and give a talk to some of their very wealthy clients about how to stop their kids going off the rails. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's a definite problem. It's a definite yeah. problem. So... I will move us on to the next question because contribution is just one of those things. It's, that's what it is. The next question that I asked my guests was originally defined and designed because when I got to the end of the podcast, some of the guests would go, oh, I wish I'd said so-and-so. And I'd go, well, why didn't you? Oh, there was just no platform for it. So I thought, oh, God, we need a question that allows someone to express what they want to express. So... I created this question that way. And the first time I use that question is, what's the one question I haven't asked you that I should have done? And it allowed them that freedom to speak. But then I realized that that, that question needed to evolve a bit. And, it, and it's evolved into, what's the one question you want people to ask you? And what that is, it's a feeder. It's like, it's an opportunity for you to explain your mission in the world. So that's the, th- the fourth question. What is your mission and how do you want to talk, tell people about it? And by people asking you the question, tell me about this, it's the feeder point for you to kind of, well, the reason I want to tell you about this is because of this. That's great. So my, you know, my feeder question is, tell me about the five questions. Ah, funny you asked that. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Done. <laughs> But it's it's an interesting one. It's like you know, if given an opportunity to ask a question, you know, someone to ask you a question, what do you like to speak about? And for some people, it, it will be their passion. If you yeah, if you if you're into fishing, you'll love talking about fishing. If you're into something, if you're into running, you love talking about running. And running's one of my subjects. If someone asks me about running, yes, I can tell you about running. I can tell you about where I am at the moment. The elusive marathon is somewhere off there in the future. <laughs> 
<laughs> in a distant galaxy far away. No, no I don't think it's that distant. I, I, yeah, For me, getting, it is. Anyway. We're, get, we're getting, well, we see that there. Yeah, they see 1% of humanity get to run a marathon. So it's quite tempting because I'm not sure I'll be in the 1% of wealth, but I could be in the 1% that runs a marathon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So I like that. So that kind of pieces together your passion, what success, it's almost like they build off of each other. They do build off. Now, the point is, yeah. I think if everybody had an answer to those four questions, and we'll get to the fifth one at the, uh, at the end, but the fifth one will come out after, after we've done that, because that's, that's, that's the final one. But the, if anyone has an answer to those four questions, they are on the, ro- on the road to living a good life. Mm. Because I think too many people sit around watching Netflix or what have you, hoping life will get better. I mean, I had an example last week. I went into the local post office last week um, and was putting a parcel in, uh, sending a parcel into my brother. And the woman, and I said to the woman at the counter, as I often say, how's your day going? And she said, oh, yeah, living the dream. And I went, oh. And I went, oh, do you mean that then? And she said, no, you know, it's in the real sarcastic kind of term that she was going to say, oh, maybe you need to be looking at that. And I said to her, you know, uh, I know I, I, yeah, it was really funny because the way she said it to me is like I said something completely inappropriate. <laughs> I obviously shouldn't <laughs> have challenged this. But it really got me thinking, that idea of people kind of like, why are you not living the dream? Yeah. You know, you've got every opportunity. All right, I appreciate Life can be tough, and sometimes it can deal some really tough cards to you. But there's always something that you can find a positive. And, and I think that this is the, I mean, this is the main tool I think everyone needs to use. If there's, if there's one tool, the five questions, you've got to come up with your own answers. But if, if you're struggling to find answers, the first place to start is always going to be gratitude. Be thankful for what you've got. Once you start realizing what you've got and be thankful for it and be happy for it, then suddenly you start to realize that life isn't as bad as you thought it was. Yeah. It's all how you view it. Well, it is. And someone said yeah. to me, like, and I heard this thing the other day, I, I, and I thought it was a, lo- a lovely analogy. You know, and someone said, you know, like, um, you know, if you want to be, feel happy about your life, go and make yourself a cup of tea. <laughs> and then, you know, it's like, and because you're going to pick up a kettle and that is something that you can boil water in. And as I remember, my my grandfather, who was, okay, he was born probably at the turn of the the, the last century. When he got up in the morning, he had to light the fire before before he boiled his water to make a cup of tea. It's only 100 years ago. Yeah. A lot of change. Yeah, what a change. So you've got a kettle and you can fill it with water and you can boil it. Hang on a minute. And the water comes out of a tap and that tap has, in that tap, there's clean water coming to your kettle, which is like, you know, the majority of the world don't have clean water. Mm-hmm. So you boil the kettle and you get tea and like, you know, tea today is a commodity. It's, it's But I mean, a hundred years ago, tea was really expensive. Maybe more than I'm just going maybe. But, you know, it's like, you know, all these things that we have and take for granted, they are there to just be grateful for and appreciate in a way. Yeah. That's why making a cup of tea could, should make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it's just a nice little moment to yourself. <laughs> it is, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. 
So then this all leads us to that final question. Well, the final question is, what is the meaning of life for you? Now, like, you know, we're, we're born on this planet as animals uh, and we live and die as animals. And yet humans have this arrogance to suspect or think that there is some greater meaning to why we're here. And if you follow a religion, you're, and you'll have, you're going to have a sense of God is why you're here or, or some aspect of that. Um, if you don't follow a religion, then you have to define what it's for. And, that, and that's really the, po- the most important thing is know why you're here, know what your purpose is. It's, it's back to this idea of purpose, purpose and passion. But when you really have a sense of what the meaning of life is, then you know why you're living it, know why you're doing it. Yeah. Now, the, the podcast helped me crystallize that because this was the, the big reason why I started the podcast. I was trying to work out what it was all for. and. I've done over a hundred interviews of different people, and the, the one thing that's come out for me, I, I, for me, this is my personal view of it, is there is absolutely no purpose to life whatsoever, other than the meaning that you choose to give it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my interpretation of it. I'm also starting to suspect I'm living in a vir- in a virtual reality setup. But <laughs> are you in the matrix? Well, when I did the spirituality conference and started speaking to people who had these magical events happen in their life, you start to think that, well, who is orchestrating that magical event? What is orchestrating that magical event? Yeah, so you, you get things that people like people turn up when they when there's no reason for them to turn up or things happen. It's like it's almost as though something else is managing it behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So some people say that's God managing it, and other people might say, well, maybe it's not. I mean, it, it could just as easily be the essence that we call God, or it could just as easily be the operator of the machine we're in. And you're yeah. never going to know until you get there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why I love that you ask, what is the meaning of life to you, right? It's not, what has someone else told you the meaning of life is? You know, what have you, were you brought up to? It's like, what is it to you? Well, I read this amazing book over the last few weeks. Uh, Perry Marshall is a is a guy I've been following for years. He's a he's a top flight marketer and very much involved in um, AdWords. He was one of the first people to to work out how to use Google properly and make money out of it. But he is also he was the son of a pastor uh, and brought up in a in a very small Christian society, which were which believed in young Earth. So they're creationists. Mm-hmm. But he was an engineer, and he started to really have problems with the creationist philosophy. And so he did some research on it, and he created this book called um, Evolution 2.0. And it is astounding the kind of stuff that he's brought together, because what he has determined is that DNA is a code, but it had to be created by something or someone, because there was no way in nature that codes don't happen by themselves. It's like you don't drop a DVD a dozen times and make it turn into something else. <laughs> yeah, you, you, if, you, if you want to write a book, you don't throw ink at a page and hope for the best. You know, it has to be yeah. cool. You have to have the rules of language to be able to write something down. 
So everything that we know of, which is a communication process, which which provides information, was created by us in terms of we created the code so that we could decode it. So what created DNA? And he has done every single piece of research on this, and he has fought with atheists and people all over the world on the conversations. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm very happy to have either conversation, he said, but prove it. And it's fascinating, the idea that code yeah. So, yeah, that's been a, a major revelation for me recently, this idea. And it, and it fits in with my my current philosophy that we're probably in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the author's name again? Perry Marshall. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Lots of great information. I know people are going to want to learn more. We gave them a nice little taste. So what are some of the products and services that you offer? Uh, well, I don't really. The podcast doesn't have any products or services. It purely is an informational process. You know, I, um, we have the five questions workbook, which you can go and find on the podcast, which basically takes you through the stages of the five questions and, and basically is there to help you find your own answers. That's, there you go. That's all There's your have. product. That's my product. <laughs> and the service is the podcast. <laughs> and, the service is the podcast. And, you know, and at the moment, I am currently developing a product. Yes, you're quite right. There will be a product in the future. Uh, so what I would like is if I would like to speak oh, people, I would like to speak to people who are either who have either been through a crisis, a life crisis, even a midlife crisis, or are in one. And I would like to do it from purely a perspective of actually hearing what their thoughts are on it and what is making a difference for them. And it's this is no this is just literally just so I can so I can deliver better services in the pod so I can deliver the podcast more helpful to people because the one thing that does amaze me about podcasts and anything is that what is it that inspires people to take action? You know the gates of action the gates of change are locked on the inside. Only I can choose to change, and yet I can hear the same story from one person. And I can hear it from another and I can hear it 10 times from one person and do nothing about it. And suddenly I hear it from someone else and the, the light switches on and suddenly change happens. What's the difference? Oh, I think if you find that out, that'll be awesome. <laughs> That's why I want to talk to people. I'd like to, explore, I'd like to explore that conversation. So how do they get a hold of you if they want to speak with you? They can find me at lifepassionandbusiness.com. There's all sorts of links and things all over there. There's all sorts of things you can just, just go there. You'll always easily find me. Awesome. And I'm all over social media as well, but that's the primary place you can find me. Okay, excellent. So what is your final piece of advice for our listeners? Be curious. Be curious about yourself and... Yeah, be curious. Write. Take time out to to um, to get to know yourself. Because until you can really know yourself, you'll never know anything. Mm, good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Paul. That's all right. It's been fun. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about Paul, visit his website at lifepassionandbusiness.com. Have you ever been trapped by aliens in a military bunker, locked in a coffin, or had to save humanity from an outbreak of the zombie virus? The Escape Leads have. Learn about how to have fun while developing yourself at escapeleads.com. That's escape, L-E-T-E-S dot com.